Geek Shock. Count, 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 count. 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60. You do already. You pieces of garbage. <laughs> pieces of garbage. You eat my fucking what garbage. What are you doing? Suck my, kiss my ass. Smack my butt. That's bougie. That's <laughs> bougie stuff. Smack my ass up. That was a great dichotomy. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched South Park the other day, so of course the the Uncle Fucker song. Mm. Stuck oh, the movie in my head. South yeah. Park. Bigger, longer, uncut. So good. It's been a while, but yeah, that's a brilliant film with more Satan, yeah. right? <laughs> they still can't believe they got away with the title too. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was looking. I was uh, cracked or something. I was talking about. Uh, Stuff people got away with the movies and the, the phrase "muling quim" that they stuck into the Avengers and mm-hmm. went by everybody's head. I knew it. I saw it when, he, when they it said it. I was like, "Oh, like, yeah. I was like, man, Whoa. that's a dig in the hell." Phrase <laughs> "muling quim." Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm pleading ignorance. I don't get it. Uh, whining cunt. Yeah. Oh, grumpy pussy. Really? Yeah. Grump, <laughs> you grumpy little pussy. Yeah. I did not know that. And it was yeah. to a lady. It was. He said that to. Scarlet Wh- or uh, impressive. Yeah. What's her name? Black, yeah. Widow. Black Widow. You, you Black know, Widow. you know, British love the, the word "cunt" around ca- very casually. Sure. Right. Quim is their cunt. Oh, Loki. Got Never mind. It. I remember that scene. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. learned something today. Yeah. Today I learned. <laughs> now <laughs> you know. Diary. And knowing is half the battle. GI <laughs> Joe, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number two eighty one. I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Fact check, Andy. Poppy Matt. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. Gentlemen, good to see you. Yeah, good to see yep. you. Good to be seen. It's good to be here. I, eh. I flew yesterday. Where'd you fly? How'd you fly? Oh, that's right. I flew by balloon oh, yesterday. Up, up and away <laughs> in Torgo's balloon. That is an interesting feeling. Is it? A hot air balloon. It's like a really scary elevator. <laughs> okay. No thanks. Because <laughs> as long as you like look up the horizon, you're in the basket, everything's fine. But the moment you look over and you can see underneath the basket, yep. where you, where your feet kind of are, it's really sends that really weird feeling to your skull that pu- that pulling you forward kind of feeling. Yeah. I get that. They're you know looking at pictures of people hanging off the edge of cliffs. It gives you the same kind of. Uh, yeah. Well, didn't it? Wasn't there a balloon accident just recently? Mm, Not one here? that I'm aware of. Was it here? If, the only one I remember being here was probably ten or twelve years ago, and it was uh, a gust of wind kicked up as they were trying to land, and and it was the instructor got killed. It was a guy flying a plane who tried to. Probably I want to. S- well, I'm going to have to look it up because now I'm because th- I've. Uh, it was a was a recent one. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure it was I, here. Uh, I can sympathize. I remember when I did that stupid teeter totter thing on the top of the uh, stratosphere. Why, okay, Why would gotcha. you do that, that? thing? The ex- uh, it wasn't my choice. I, I did <laughs> it for a, a friend that was leaving town, and it was her going away thing that's what she wanted to do was anyway. she blowing you while you were doing no it? then why were you there uh i asked i asked myself that now because i've never had vertigo in my life but when you're out over the edge of the stratosphere and there is nothing underneath you yeah the ground looked like it was rushing up at me and then of course they do that stupid where they 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 you know they tilt it forward and the the car goes sliding right down to the edge and then just stops yep and then it lifts up and it drops you straight down. It looks and I'm like, horrific. nope. Now get off. Let's get off this thing. <laughs> I've watched. Get me off a, this thing. I've watched it a few times, and and I used to be a ride operator. Oh, it's terrifying. So I, I kind of know kind of what's going on. 
either that thing that has high. a come on either that one has or it's a thousand feet it's still um, not that high <laughs> farther on want to plummet um <laughs> okay. give you that but i mean it's a small it's you a would small reach terminal either. velocity before yeah. you hit the ground and five people have um is that is that the count right now five people off that thing yeah Wow. People have actually fallen off that? They've jumped off it. Five people committed oh, suicide. Wow. Well, you know what? Five people have jumped off the stratosphere? Yeah. yeah. Way up top? This is news yes. to me. I love this. What? Really? Yep. Ugh. Anyway, I'm sorry you were saying that. That was before. They put up fences since the last one. Okay. Yeah. You figured to put the fence up after the second one. The first, yeah, you would think, wouldn't yeah. you? Um, no, no, but first, that, it was an aggressive sign. Please do not stand away from that. <laughs> well, <laughs> three of those guys just didn't want to pay for the bungee ride. Right, right. <laughs> that, was, that was before the bungee ride. Um, no, but I've watched it ride, and either they have a, a lot of different patterns. <laughs> yeah, or, they do. Or the controller has way too much control over it. It's got a computer that uh, randomly selects different um, patterns. Mm-hmm. And then merges them together. So I love the stratosphere. I really do. I love to go up there. I go up there every now and then. But I do. I have not been to any of the rides and have no intention of going on any of the rides. I've done the big shot. It's fine. I've done the coaster. It's Co- fine. Now, coaster's coast, whack. Coaster's gone. Now, the coast, done, oh, the coaster is gone. Coaster's huh? gone for yeah. years. No, I've geez. done the big I'm shot. I'm so old now. <laughs> Although I think that was the first tower launcher I'd ever done. And if you're gonna do a tower launcher at a thousand feet at the That's air the to one. start, woo! I, I'd never buy the pictures when they're done, but I bought that one because I didn't realize that's the face I could make. That was, that was, it's astounding. That's one of the, the scariest view, things I've the done. The view and the feeling is astounding. More yeah. rubber in your face than you. I have no problem with roller coasters. I actually, uh, I've probably told you this story. The first time I really rode a real roller coaster, I rode it 10 or 12 times in a row. Because was, it, was it wooden? Because that was like, yeah, wooden. Oh, it was this a wooden. Is, this is the wooden greatest one. feeling ever. No, well, no. what happened was I was, I was, I was, I was a ride operator and, uh, it's in New England, and even in the summer in New England, it can be a little chilly in the morning, and they have to warm up the oil, which they can do by which oh, they yeah. do by running the thing, and they can either throw sandbags in or minimum wage employees. <laughs> <laughs> which let's face it, costs less. So yeah, fir- we don't want to waste the sandbags. Throw the employee in there. Right, and the first time, so the first time I rode a really big roller coaster, I not only rode it several times. I think I got stuck once or twice during that. Yeah, because they have to send somebody up to winch it up over the first hill because it wouldn't get quite up the first hill. Oh wow! You know, hit, 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 hit the plummet and hit the first up, stop and stop. Wow! Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, you know what? We got a question from a listener that I want to tackle first before we go into what we did this sure. week. Sure. Uh, from Jake. Speaking of amusement centers, uh, Jake was wondering if uh, we could tell him what we knew about the Star Trek: The Experience that was supposed to happen at Neonopolis. Huh. I, I actually know a lot about that. Okay, good, because I know very little. So I knew somebody here would know. Actually, uh, I knew it was you that would I'm know. The grins. I knew it was you. Oh, it's hair. because I've been involved. I, I, I have to be careful whose names I drop. Because <laughs> it actually could get... I, I have information that I that I probably shouldn't have. Well, I, yeah, well, go ahead. What is there more uh, to the question? Basic, basically, that's just the question. He just wants to know what happened to it. Basically, the guy that is the owner of Neonopolis, uh, I believe his name is Rohit Joshi. Uh, he is a real estate developer, and he owned Neonopolis. When the contract was clearly not going to be renewed with um, the at the time, it was the Las Vegas Hilton. It was owned by Colony Capital, who is a company that is now bankrupt and out of business. Uh, he uh, approached CBS Corporation about getting the rights to build a new Star Trek The Experience. So Star Trek The Experience in the Neonopolis. Yes. 
This was supposed to be, according to him at the time, it was supposed to be the big keystone in a major overhaul of Neonopolis. And it was supposed to attract new new shops. And for those who haven't been to Vegas, Neonopolis is a collection of what was once stores, bowling alley, movie theater. Yes. This massive project in downtown Las Vegas that... Was exactly yeah. the definition it's a, of failure. It's, it's a, it was it, it was a colossal a, failure. It was a great project that was uh, killed by architecture. They they built it so it was its own little. It was blocked away from the um, yeah from the from the uh, Fremont Street experience. In fact, there's a ticket booth. There was a ticket booth. They're still there. It's a, they're using it as a kiosk now. But it was a ticket booth um, for the movie theater out in the front of it, and some tourists wouldn't go near it because they thought it was tickets to go inside the mall. <laughs> so, anyway. And this is before East Fremont became the yes. bastion of drinking and cavorting that it has become. Right. So it there was, was the, nothing on the east side of Fremont except Neonopolis. Yeah. Well, anyway. And um, the homeless. Come no. on this side of Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> so it change? Came. Do you got some change? <laughs> meth? Got some meth? <laughs> yeah, that too. He dang- Anyway, uh, Joshy dangled that, that carrot front of a lot of businesses saying hey come purchase or rent a outlet in my mall because i have this huge major project coming up which is going to be the new home of star trek the experience and uh so he's saying i i can i'm getting star trek experience yes. so join us yes all right he was saying he's like you're gonna you know see yes. tourist uh, tourism like you've never seen before blah 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 well the it came out a couple of years after he lost that license. He had it for like a year. He had to have it um, something in development by a certain uh, date or uh, CBS had the right to uh, revoke that contract. Well, he never really did anything with the contract. It was a ploy. It came out several years later that it was a ploy to attract businesses and they had no real intention of building Star Trek The Experience. Wow. His official statement was that he was trying to attract investors to help him build Star Trek The Experience, even though this man is a multimillionaire and could have easily built it himself. He wanted to, quote, you know, share the risk with other major investors, but still wanted to retain ownership of Neonopolis and also, um, you know, be the landlord for all of these new tenants that he would have. So anyway, it came out years later that... um, you know, a couple of years after he lost that license, that he never had in, officially intended to build. This so there Star you Trek go, Jake. Experience. It was a pipe dream from the beginning. It yeah. was, yeah. It was, yeah. it was a business. It I was remember a business about ploy. a month where everybody was like, "Oh, that's gonna happen," and then yeah. that was about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, about it was like a, nothing moved on it. He and, had and this this one model built that sort of showed what would the entrance would look like and how he was going to try to quote open up Neonopolis so that. Some of the shops were facing the street and, and Fremont Street and try to attract people, but it there were never any plans drawn up for the rides <laughs> or the bar that he was talking about, et cetera. It was now one thing you yeah. may not know is that at one point I think the experience itself was going to be a hotel at the end of Fremont Street, right? Yep. Where now that the you can Plaza find hotel online. is. You can yeah. find that online. They have the schematics and uh yeah. Concept drawings of a giant Enterprise D. Right. That would it was, have been it was Enterprise A. Yeah. It was going to be the Enterprise was it the A. A? Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, the A. 
Amazing looking fucking thing. That and, is, and it was full scale, right? Yeah, full scale. Yeah. It would have been sick. It would have been instead of Neonopolis, <laughs> not Neonopolis, instead of uh, Fremont Street Experience. And that was shot full down scale. because somebody, some executive said. President if, of, of Paramount at the time shot it down because he said, like everybody, like all of his underlings, everybody was on board with this. Uh, um, he shot it down because he said, well, if people stop going to it, we have this giant eyesore in Las Vegas. What? That that was oh his my. response. <laughs> yep. He he wouldn't pull the trigger, and I mean, like everybody were th- th- tried to convince him. It was like, look, even if for some reason we can't afford to keep it staffed, it's a huge photo opportunity that people are right. going to come take pictures. I don't of. understand still what's going on with Star Trek. Although, finally, well, you've probably got this in the news. We didn't talk about this last week. I think this just broke. I don't know what you're going to say just yet. They're but finally maybe. figuring it out because Simon Pegg is taking care of Star Trek Three. Oh yeah, we, right. We've talked about writing that. and directing. Yeah, not, a, not directing. Yeah, but he's writing. writing. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that part. Okay. And right yeah. now, the rumor is CBS is wanting to get a show going, TV show going again. Yeah, but they just That's don't. They category. don't understand that. But they haven't understand. They haven't understood that license for a while about two decades they almost got it they almost got it right with the first reboot movie they did okay with that that second film into darkness is garbage and the fact that they let the experience fall away so easily just there's no foresight no foresight although maybe there is some foresight because the westgate as it is now known that place ain't long for nothing. Well, but see, I, CBS really lobbied hard to get the experience a one-year extension from both uh, Colony Capital and at the owners at the time, which oh, was Colony uh, Cedar Fair. Oh yeah, it. it I, I found this out recently that they uh, they were even willing to put up their own money to keep it open so that they would have a way to promote the '09 movie. Right. Mm-hmm. They were they were pushing hard, but neither company would, you know. The sad thing about all this is you, you wouldn't even have to if you wanted to bring it back. You wouldn't even have to have the experience. You just find a place to put a, a decent Quark's bar, and people will come into you know, office. I yep. see. I, I keep like, thinking that myself, but I also think as much as the restaurant and retail shops supported that whole facility for most of its existence. You still needed that ride aspect to draw people in. I don't think you need the ride. I think you do need some walk around people, though. You could use the museum. You could use the characters, and maybe a dedicated theater. Maybe yep. it just needs to be a dedicated theater where they're running the movies all day. Doesn't long. it be a full size theater? And you just, you know, maybe it's a dollar to go watch one of the movies in a yeah. big screen. I really like that idea. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. actually not a bad that's... idea. You could call it the Hollow Suite. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, that would be that would be another thing. You could have like a few isolated rooms that are specifically designed for people to stay in. They want to pay a little premium money to stay in a Star Trek, Trek suite, th- a Trek themed suite. You, know, you could have old uh, Next Generation themes, TOS. Yeah, well, I have that I mean, place they, locked down every month. They right. already have uh, these 360 degree projection areas that are like holograms mm-hmm. with that you're actually in the environment you can look around and look at everything and it's it's a completely immersive environment um none that's of, it we're buying can, the anopolis and we're making <laughs> star trek none of us has the money for this but yeah. we're putting it out there if you guys want to do it by all means we'll, we'll be consultants let's, for let's you. start a kickstarter page that's how you do it nowadays okay <laughs> that's how you do it nowadays right. everything's kickstarter help us start our new quarks bar <laughs> 
So, Jake, thanks for asking. There's a lot of information yeah. came out of there that. There you go, sucker. I don't know if that adequately answers what you wanted to know, but oh, there you go. I think it worked. I, I think that, that nailed, nailed it pretty good. Yeah. What geeky things you want to get off your chest, gentlemen? Speaking of Star Trek, <clears throat> I went to the Star Trek quiz at uh, the bunkhouse. How did that How go? How was that? I did terribly. I, uh, <laughs> oh, did you? I went there thinking, you know, because I put us on Facebook and a bunch of the people from the experience said, oh, it was great. We're going to, you know. And I got there, and there was not a friggin' soul from but, the experience there. No. So I ended up sitting with uh, David Figler, who's a local lawyer and uh, Jim Morrison impersonator and uh, and poet. Um, and I sat with him and his friends for a while, and uh, we were in last place out of uh, nine teams. And uh, they left in the middle, so it was just me at the end. I was like the the last four or five rounds, Damn. just me sitting by myself, going. Ah. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, hit us with a couple of uh, gems there, if you can remember a few. Oh um, well, one thing we had was a, a sheet that had a bunch of pictures of the ships on them, and I just like stared at them like a monkey doing a math problem. <laughs> oh man, wow! See, I would have got most. You, I, yeah, I probably got all that just from walking in that museum for ten years. Any right? one of you three would have would have would have. In fact, it was it was some deep nerd in that room. It was it was such deep nerd that uh, there was a three way tie for fourth. And then there's first, second, and third, and the very awesome girls had a team, and they were below that. Oh wow! Oh, so wow. the very awesome girls were, were wow. Yeah, they were people nerdier well, than that. Trek nerdum is a very specific thing. I used to every year, with the help of a couple of my comrades, put together the Trek quiz for the convention time. Yeah, and we had to go fucking deep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Deep. <laughs> deep, I, deep. I, I think one of the few ones I remember getting was I knew the answer to who was the outrageous O'Connor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, so Billy people... Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Proven. There now, we go. I, uh, I actually talked to a couple of uh, Star Trek former experience employees about going to that, and every one of us had to work that day, and we all had weird end times compared to, uh, you know, what the time was. Didn't it start at like you. three o'clock, Andy? The, yeah, uh, it, was, the it was about three o'clock. Yeah, so yeah, like a lot of us were already either at work or on our Sorry. way to work on that one. So yeah, unfortunately, just didn't have enough notice to really. How was the turnout? Did a lot of people come. Yeah, it was a full house. It was, wow. There were nine teams. That's a lot of teams. Wow. What I was be- looking to see if I had it. I, I grabbed that thing, but I think I left it at home. I'll try and find that sheet with those chips on it. Yeah, I'm curious. What other geeky things, gentlemen? I have been busting into. Resident Evil Revelations 2. How is that? Really fucking good. Really? I waited for the disc version, which they sold for 40 bucks, which is complete pretty much. It's got all the downloadable content. It's got all the costumes. All right. It takes a little while to boot up because it's download heavy. But so that's a serial game, and how many chapters did it have? Uh, four, I believe. Four chapters. Mm-hmm. Does it play like Resident Evil, or is it a different kind it's of game? It's so good, man. It's true return to form. But it's bite size each episode. Like I beat them. I've already beaten the first one twice. I played through it twice. I enjoyed it so much. And uh, it took me about an hour the first time. I got through in about thirty-five minutes the second time. And that is just right for me. You give me something I can sit down with for an hour, forty-five minutes, really enjoy. And that's the thing. Like it's it's uh it feels like British television. <laughs> you know, you don't need a twenty-four episode season we need a six episode season that's full of shit mm-hmm. and that's exactly <laughs> what these feel like there is no slowdown 
There's not a fuck ton of backtracking. There's a little backtracking because there's always backtracking in Resident Evil as you got to go get the gear to stick into the hole. And dig into it. But <laughs> but it's not nearly as mind-numbingly. I've been here five times already. It's really good. I mean, it's it's it holds up right right there with four and five and two. So this even. is the one after the giraffe fellatio? Yep, basically. <laughs> it's not... It's not in the direct line, but yes. Okay. It is. Uh, that, so the Revelations, the first Revelations was a handheld only game for a while. Mm. And then that came out on console, downloadable, and then it came out as disc. And then this one, they went ahead and just made it. They gave you every option in the world. You could download it. You could stream it. You could buy it piecemeal or you could get the whole thing on disc so again you know i'm the extra stickler d is for, for disc d is for disc <laughs> i am i am a stickler for disc i love disc and uh i will wait until shit is on disc and i got it and 40 bucks it's a really good price for what what they're offering uh really fun yeah enjoyed the shit out of it and i haven't even beat it all the way yet i just beat the first two episodes um so i'm working through the ghostbusters thing now and uh the thing you guys said about it was a better movie than the uh, second movie is really coming home. That would have been such a much better movie than uh, what actually they put out. Oh, it's yeah. it's so good. I mean, it got um, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis's blessing on the storyline. Like they they submitted copies of the script to them for approval, and they you know they gave it their their seal. Yeah, the Ghostbusters game for Xbox 360, PS3. Yeah, if you can find and track that down, best Ghostbusters movie since the first one. Yeah, just <laughs> I mean, just the fact that they bring in, bring back Peck, and and, oh, yeah. and partner him up with him, may, may force him to be part of the uh, crew. Essentially, is just like wow, that would have been so much fun to watch. Yeah, so so much so that actually, when you're done with it, I'm looking forward to going back through it, mm-hmm. just so I can get a good Ghostbusters fix. And the voice acting on it is decent. Yeah. I mean, it, it is original guys, right? Yeah, it's, it it's like all them. the original okay. cast. Uh, I, the the downside to voice casting or voice recording for video games is that typically you're never in the same room with the other person, so right. you're you're responding to words on a page instead of reacting to uh, you know somebody the way they delivered a line. But overall, it's one of the better voice acted games that I I played. Sabotage. Yeah. Sabotage. I don't say sabotage. You say sabotage. <laughs> well, I've just been playing more Dying Light, which I still can't get enough of. Oh, yeah. And what is interesting is that's a game that I can play it in lengths or in bite-sized chunks. There's always something to do. Right. And that something to do is compelling and fun. Now, I'm, my character's grown to the point where I'm a little less scared in the daytime and kicking the major ass, which is a whole new feeling in that game, and it mm-hmm. feels great. But night's still scary. Very scary. Right. But so, yeah, I've just been doing Dying Light. Anything else, gentlemen? Dropkicking zombies here and there? Yes, dropkicking zombies. In fact, being... He's curb-stomping zombies now. Yes, I am. They're, they're doing a special DLC for April Fool's. <laughs> Dropkick only <laughs> or something. Where one of the things with the game is your character has been bitten and is infected. And Antizen is a drug that keeps those symptoms at bay. Not that there's any kind of, you have to take a drug by this time or you fall victim. There's none of that time to stuff that I hate. But the DLC just for April Fool's Day is that the antizen that they got in has a mutated effect, which gives basically everybody a super punch, which makes the physics go wacky. 
Mm, okay. A little, little, little touch of goat simulator in there. Yeah, that's very much what it is. So if you're playing Dying Light, tomorrow's the day. Oh, to play goat simulator! Wednesday. Did you see the uh, previews for the um, Schwarzenegger movie? I usually don't look at previews for short Schwarzenegger movies. It actually looks interesting. Is it a drama? Is it the drama? It's a zombie movie where he's trying to. Uh, his daughter is infected, and he's trying to keep uh, her away from the authorities. He's kind of protecting his zombie daughter. Hmm. So wait, it's wait, basically. Wait. The story of the governor. <laughs> uh, that is what people are saying. Is very yeah. Much well, like you know, I'm yeah. the governor, so of course, <laughs> it's the governor. It's the governor, governor. You no, know, it's an easy elevator pitch. I say, hey, this is exactly the movie you want to make. It's like television, but on a movie, <laughs> and it's me instead of this man who's not as, uh, you know, well known or famous. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I am with you. I, I, I certainly, I certainly didn't go back. watch his, uh, his, his, pri- his prison escape movie with with Stallone and his uh, oh yeah and his border cop movie. I had no interest in seeing of those, but somehow this this came across the my feed. The last Schwarzenegger like, movie that I enjoyed at all was that one with the uh, singer lady. The uh, sometimes the wind comes down in June. Eraser? Yes. Eraser <laughs> was the last good Schwarzenegger movie, in my opinion. I didn't see Eraser because I didn't think it was going to be good. It's fun. It, it's it's a fun, if if you completely check your brain at the door, <laughs> it's a fun Schwarzenegger action right. romp. I mean, I it mean, is, it is, yeah, exactly. He's just right. It's exact, but it's, you know, it's got, uh, what's his name in it from The Godfather and everything. Oh, uh, James Con. James Con. So you know, James Con is just the, chewing shit. The consummate yeah. scene chewer. Yeah, he is just chewing shit up and spitting it out. It's kind of it's kind of fun. Um, and that is that. That's the one with the the repet shit, right? The, the Re- repet in that part of it. Repet. They had the clones. No, no, no. That's that's a uh, different one. That's yeah, it's different. Film. Oh boy, that's, uh, get your ass to Mars. Isn't it? No. It's not that. Are you sure it's not Eraser? No. Yeah. The repets? Um, yeah. Fuck, I got to look it up. Eraser now. was the day, one where no. they had the little. Six day. That's yep, you're right. Six day. Yeah. Six day. Oh. Maybe it's six day I enjoyed. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. They're, they're almost the same movie, so it doesn't really matter. Well, while he's looking that up, <laughs> I, uh, I marathoned the, uh, the first six episodes of Powers on the uh, PlayStation Network. PlayStation Plus members can watch yes. Powers for free. Yes. The full based season. on the oh, Brian Michael Bendis fuck, icon. You guys comic have series. that. I gotta watch that. Uh, What's your impressions? I think it's got a lot of potential. It's there's only six episodes on there right now, and I, supposedly there's supposed to be ten total episodes for the season. So I'm a little confused about that because they said they were going to release a new episode every Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if how many more episodes are going to be on there, but uh, it's got a lot of potential. Um, My favorite comic book of all time. It is, is it, hands down. Is it supposed it is to end up somewhere else? Sony rific, though. I I have to warn you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it, it takes, was in development hell forever. Oh, I know. And I think part of that series was filmed about five years ago. It's possible. I mean, it's you know they had the little behind the scenes clip to, with wow. Brian Michael Bendis talking about you know mm-hmm. getting it developed and and it's produced by Sony Pictures Television for Which I guess PlayStation. Is obvious Network. when you watch it. But I mean this this. TV show was filmed in Sonyville, 
I mean, like everything is there's, Sony. There are no genetic or gen, there's no generic electronics or <laughs> billboards or anything in this city. Like everything, everything is, Sony. is Sony and predominantly featured Sony logos. <laughs> everything is Sony. Uh, I was telling I was telling Todd earlier. Like there's there's a scene where the kid is playing on his PlayStation Four. On his wearing his Sony headphones, drinking a on, Sony cola, <laughs> yeah, Sony cola. <laughs> watching his Sony on, on his Sony television. The PS4 is connected to the Sony television. His phone rings. He picks up his Sony Z3 cell phone with the big Sony logo on the back. And I'm just like, I'm like, wow, Sony overload. Because I mean, literally, I'm not kidding you. In that in that three square foot space. There are six Sony logos <laughs> predominantly featured. And what would have been the train on top? We'd be like, oh, man, I'm so lucky we didn't throw out the Sony Walkman from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, the quality, well, you just can't. But uh, <laughs> We own it. We're going to use it. It's, <laughs> it's a hard R um, television show. There hasn't been any nudity oh, that, yeah. that I've seen yet. But, I mean, they they are swearing left and right. That shows um, brutal. That, that um, brutal. There's, wow. there's a character named Wolf that's in the comics that yep. uh, that eats people. And it is not pretty when he does it. And I'll just say that. I'm not giving anything away, but it's fairly graphic when he bib. gets into... Well, it is a graphic novel. His, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check <laughs> Andy, everybody. <laughs> He'll be here all week. Tip your waitresses. Just don't but tip yeah. them over. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens if they do go forward with the second season that they're talking about. So. Sweet. Try the veal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess with that, <laughs> let's go proper news you don't give a shit about. I'll be here all week, folks. Master yep. Torgo. <laughs> <laughs> gotta give me that one. I don't gotta give him well, anything. Well, you know, last couple of weeks, the news you don't give a shit about has been pretty light. Not yeah. bad stuff. One of them, we actually gave a shit. Uh, this one's gonna make up for it. Oh, good. Right. Oh, we're, we're back in true form here. Three pages. Did you announce it? Uh, we'll, we'll start with the, the least uh, horrible one. Yeah, you were just like <laughs> not focusing on that because he said hey. it. News you don't give a shit about. It seems like everyone wants to jump into the connected universe bandwagon in the wake of Marvel's success. Now Paramount plans to mold the playbook onto a property that's a property. Paramount has tapped Akiva Goldsman to team up with the Transformers longtime director Michael Bay to develop the brand into a massive Transformers universe filled with spinoffs. Oh Lord! Wow, you really—when you go to <laughs> if we don't give a shit, you really did fine. Well, it's high time we had a Bumblebee story. <laughs> it's not aren't, blowing up. Aren't they all Bumblebee stories? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched the last two, so I don't really fucking know. But in this um, one, Bumblebee has to protect his daughter who's been bitten to zombie. Protect his daughter. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what I'd like to say is, I'm Bumblebee for this new film. <laughs> That we're looking for a, for a voice to really, you know, bring out the bumblebee. I and have to me. say, I did see the final, the, that last, the Age of Extinction. Four. It was on HBO the other night. So I'm just like, I caught it like right at the beginning. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to power through power it. Through it. <laughs> That's the way see every Transformer if, viewing should see start. See if it's Fuck as it, bad as it was. Um, I have to say, as far as like story-wise, it made more sense than the other films. Like beginning to end, it had an actual thread that it followed Even with the transformium it, ugh, <laughs> that was so horrible <laughs> transformium blah it goes right but, there with the upsidasium and the unobtainium yes, yep. it was it was a visual and and word salad disaster <laughs> <laughs> 
What, what so, was the location? Being all in, uh, what was it, China? No. Uh, yeah, this, this did sh- you Chicago catch, versus China. Did you catch all that yeah. shit with T.J. Miller carrying around that I'm not raping your daughter pa- paper? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I watched that whole scene, yeah. I'm, he's not kidding. They spent five minutes of the film explaining why he, at 20 years old, is okay to have a relationship with... Uh, with Marky Mark's 17-year-old daughter. It's gross. It's just yeah. gross. And he says, we have a pre-existing relationship. And he goes, Texas statute number blah, 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 blah. And he pulls a little card out of his wallet to show her father. He's like, we dated for a little bit in high school. Therefore, we have a foundational relationship for the fact that we're fucking like rabbits now. And yeah. I'm just like... Did he say fucking like rabbits? <laughs> no, I, I, that's my words. <laughs> Transformers made a turn. But, you know, it was it was like, Wow. You spent five minutes explaining that yeah. in a film and the ch- and, and that's then two hours and thirty-five minutes long. Right. And Optimus riding the uh, the, oh, the T Rex <laughs> with a sword. You. With a sword. <laughs> with a sword. He's got a sword he says, too. Let me lead yes. you. Yes. yes. He's like to Grimlock. Yes. And Grimlock's just boom. He's like, well, they, they, they don't say anything when right. he first encounters them. They're all in robot form. They don't talk, do they? And he he frees them from this prison cell thing. And he goes, warriors, only together can we defeat this evil, blah, blah, blah. And so then they go to fighting. And now, bear in mind, Optimus is a fairly large robot compared to humans in this thing. Grimlock in robot form is like three times bigger (laughs) than Optimus. And somehow Optimus is parrying all these little charges that he does (laughs) and then punching him in the face and then he turns into his his uh, his dinosaur mode, mm-hmm. and he comes charging at him. And there's a scene where Optimus completely punch does his uppercut thing and knocks him up into the air, and he comes crashing down and tumbling. And I'm like, okay, physics aside, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rides him. Yeah. Physics and then, aside, but, but like as he's fighting, yeah. he goes, he goes. Only together can we, uh, you know, can we stop this scourge. Let me lead you. And I'm like, see, this really? Is, this is where they get it confused because I mean, they're they're in the ballpark mm-hmm. of the mythology. Because right. Of course, Grimlock and the Dinobots are always like. Fuck you, Autobots. We do what why we want. <laughs> Me Grimlock smarter. Me Grimlock do whatever I want. Me Grimlock should be leader. Me Grimlock king of Dinobots. You know, mm-hmm. and I love that shit. It's right. fun. It's a, it's a similar dynamic to Starscream and Megatron. Right. More lighthearted and, you know. Eventually Prime decides <laughs> the Dinobots shall remain. We will reenact them and restate them. They have proven their worth. <laughs> me Grimlock still do what me want. <laughs> after, after they give Optimus them Prime, suck my dick. I'm so glad I had no connection to these. So when these movies, when you came, were a kid, when I asked, so you didn't have to get it all so bastardized. I, so I didn't have to, yeah, exactly. So I don't have to <laughs> feel the pain for these so much. I mean, you fucking know, Michael Bay. It, the Fuck cartoon, Michael Bay. The cartoon is ridiculous. Yeah, the cartoon is it ridiculous. Really is. But there's heart in there. There's heart in there, and there's some right. good writing, and there's some really quality animation. You can tell. You can tell what the fuck is happening on the screen. Yeah, that's really it. I uh, I watched The Rock when I was back east because you know my okay, dad, yeah. my yeah. dad and his cable. It's not bad. I remember it's it being great. really good. No, and it wasn't. No, it's no. terrible. <laughs> that's a. Ter- I never liked that movie and ever. I never understood. People are like, "Ooh, The Rock." I'm like, "What did you see?" 
There are because I saw yeah. The Rock. I mean, you can you can you can see you can see the beginnings of all his madness right oh, there. Oh, it's shit tacular. I mean, there's a car it's chase. Basically, a young American director doing his damnedest to ape John Woo, and it's like no, no. I think it got a Criterion edition. Didn't there, I'm there's sure a car it did. chase where the where the where the character destroys like fifty cars, and they end up saying, "Okay, whatever, we're gonna go on team up with you now." Yeah, man. Well, as, as far as the Transformers Age of Extinction, save yourself two hours and a half. <laughs> Already half. And yeah. watch the honest trailers of it on YouTube. It succinctly says in like less than five minutes exactly all the problems with this film. Oh, yeah. It really does. So, anyway. Michael Bay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and balance off my not seeing Batman and Robin and not seeing most of those Transformers movies except for the first one with... All the time I spent watching Gilligan's oh. Island as a kid. Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh. I saw Batman and Robin in the theater. That was a time. Never saw I, it. I had free tickets to see it, and I still felt like I wanted my oh, money yeah, back. Sure. You overpaid, sir. Unbelievable. Uh, going back to this... Yeah, sorry. Transformers Universe, the move is said to be along the same lines of what Warner Brothers is doing with its DC Comics properties and what DC uh, Disney is doing with Star Wars. The next step, apparently, is to create a writer's room to incubate ideas... For some additional Transformers sequels, along with some new spin-off films to fill the release void in between tent poles. Yeah, because we need new ideas in this <laughs> vaunted 30-year franchise. <laughs> Fucking man, read a comic or two. Watch a couple episodes. And you get your story right there. You're done, dude. Do a new version of Beast Wars. It's what they're thinking is, well, the, the audience has seen it before. Yeah. They want something fresh and new. No, you we don't. What? Here's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we don't. Here's a time where your originality can go right out the window, stupid Hollywood. We don't want... That's the thing. They're using old ideas, but they're putting in new stupid shit. Yeah. Like, just use old ideas and use the old stupid shit, please. Uh, Goldsman will be mapping out a lot of the big picture stuff. Sounds like it also falls to him to ensure Michael Bay has a new Transformers script commissioned and ready to roll once he's finished directing 13 Hours, which is this next project. Yay. Is that how long the next Transformers movie is? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how, that's how many hours he's already put into the goddamn franchise. Well, that's enough. I've, I've put my 13 hours in. I'm through. I'm surprised his power technician hasn't like made an accident happen to Michael Bay. <laughs> Because I would. Why? He's Why? making Dude, good money off paid. it. Dude, if, can you imagine being the pyrotechnician yeah. working for Michael oh, Bay? I get, I get that, but it's <laughs> the movie purist inside. Like, it's not, he has to die. It's not like they have so Jeff. They're in, a, they're in a movie purist within 50 feet of Michael Bay. <laughs> it's not like they have Jeff sitting there and filling up the car with helium balloons or propane yeah. balloons. Propane. Yeah. propane. That's why gas costs so much. Michael Bay's making movies. <laughs> Fuck. Nah, man. I fucking hate I, get, I give up on all that shit. Give up on all movies. I bought Interstellar today. I haven't watched it yet. I'm excited so to. Good. Mm, excited so good. to see it. I went ahead and splurged on the Blu-ray DVD combo. I don't nice. buy many Blu-rays, but I know this one's got a lot of fancy dancy look to it. So, of all people, I thought you would get headaches of the you know physics and the time stuff and all that. Like, there's a there's a lot of science behind it. There are some liberties taken with it. But even uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson came out and said they get most of the science right in the film. He listed like out of something like a hundred and different like theoretical physics things that are in there, they got like something like ninety of them right. So, wow. so it's it's he he tweeted about it like 
you know, in excess about it because people kept asking him. He's like, he what about it. this? What about excess. this? And so da, he would, da, he da, was da, answering da. like all the questions. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a fairly accurate, well, it, like it's it, yeah. good and it's fairly accurate in uh, the physics aspect. News you don't give a shit about. This one comes to us from the UK. According to a report in The Independent, parents who let their young children play games like Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty could be reported to police and children's social care as it is being negligent. The warning letter is the handiwork of head teacher Mary Hennessy Jones of the Paris Tree School in Nadwich, which represents one secondary and 15 primary schools in Cheshire, England. An excerpt of the letter sent home to some parents was obtained by The Independent. It reads in part, quote, Several children have reported playing or watching adults play games which are inappropriate for their age and, have been dis- and they have described the levels of violence and sexual content they have witnessed. Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, Dogs of War, and other similar games are all inappropriate for children and they should not have access to them. If your child is allowed to have inappropriate access to any game or associated product that is designated 18 plus, we are advised to contact the police and children's social care as it is neglectful, unquote. Wow. The letter sent home to some parents also mentions inappropriate social media accounts, including Facebook and WhatsApp, because it could, quote, make them vulnerable to sexual grooming and explicit images. Sexual grooming? Thought police, thought police. (laughs) Fucking stupid thought police. (laughs) I mean, I will grant you there are plenty of kids playing age-inappropriate games all the goddamn time. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That's how cool shit happens. (laughs) You do age-inappropriate things. Life is too short. If you got an adult that actually knows how to talk you through this stuff, it's no problem. Now, and if, if you don't, there are bigger problems than what games they're playing. If they got enough money to have a working video game system in their house and money to buy the games that they want to play, right. then hopefully they're doing all right. But I don't know, man. You're missing the point here. What's the point? Without the kids, we're not going to be able to get through these levels. They're really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> He's you're, right. You're absolutely right, man. He's right. I have no patience for games like I did when I was a kid. Man, I used to be able to play Mega Man all the way through. Now I can't even hardly touch that shit. It drives <laughs> me nuts. True. Um yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of games I love, but boy, oh boy. Yeah, I just get, stop it. Get the police out of our homes. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's the same thing they do with books. It, this is you, It's a slippery slope. Video games are no different than movies. So you're going to tell me mm-hmm. that kids can't watch rated R films? Sure. What, what was the first rated R movie? How old were you when you saw it right. without your parents? I saw, Ooh. well, the first one I saw was uh, Beverly Hills Cop. With my parent, my dad rented that when I was about 13 and let my brother and I watch that with us. He was there with us to talk us through the the tougher stuff, you know, and make sure it was all good. But it was wonderful, fun, man. And then, you know, I think the first radar without a parent, I don't know, I think I got to see one when I was like 17. I snuck into something. Okay. I can't remember what it was. You're 17. You don't have to sneak in. Yeah, you do. Back in the day. Hmm. Yeah. Used to be 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Forget how old we are, Andy. Yeah, yeah. NC seventeen, man. <laughs> yeah, that NC seventeen shit didn't come around till. <laughs> yeah, I snuck past into my prime. Uh, what was it, Robocop? What was the, what's the real bad one? That torture scene, Robocop three, three. That's the one. It scarred me a little bit. I will admit. Wait, you mean the torture scene in the first one where they're like blowing his hand off? Yes. Hand? Okay, oh, yeah, that's that is the first one. one. Yeah, the one. yeah that, that one. That was pretty. That was. That, pretty I still have memories of of anxiety of watching that scene. 
yeah, and just was... going, ah, ah, because you're like anticipating everything is going to happen, mm-hmm. and then it actually happened, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, it was horrible cop. I remember yeah. seeing that. I honestly can't remember what the first one I saw was. I mean, my yours was my a uh, silent ago. short. Exactly. You're so damn old. No, no. I'm, I, was, I, was thinking, I mean, I know I saw Arrival of a I know I saw Silent Green in the theaters. This is just more of that bizarre practice, though, of abolishing imagined and pretend violence and danger while supporting and paying for real violence and danger everywhere. Indoctrinating kids into being jingoistic, militaristic. Oh, fuck off with this shit. Kids don't have (laughs) video games. How are they going to learn to fire drones? Dude, you ain't lying. The first rated R picture my parents took me to, Stripes. Really? Bill Murray Stripes. Is that a fact, Jack? That's a fact, Jack. And the first one I saw without them, I believe, was Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like 10 or 11. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I was maybe 12, 10 or 12. You know what? And my parents went to uh, go see um, Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses, which was basically a bunch of dirty jokes strung together. (laughs) I've I've never even heard of this. It's a sequel to uh, If You Don't Stop, You'll Go Blind. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> is this real right now? Is this There's a real. It's a uh, first movie. Robin Can I Lane. do it till I need glasses? It's, it's the first movie Robin Williams in. Robin Williams is his first movie. Well, they cut him out of it, but when he got famous, <laughs> they put him back into it. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> How funny is that? Um, were those those nightmare movies? Mm-hmm. They stop being scary once you're 20 or 22. Sure. They're silly. Yeah. yeah. But when I was a teenager, or when I was like. 12? I could not sleep Oh my night. gosh, yeah. it's like, wow! Dude, I had so a wa- what's the use of seeing them anytime other than being 12? <laughs> that's so true. And that's when it hits. That's when it's fucking scary. <laughs> I owned a waterbed at that time, and before I go to bed, I check it. Like, I, I push down. And it wasn't a waterbed before he went to sleep. But like, seriously, after, after you're like 17 uh. or 18... None of that shit even phases. I locked myself in the bathroom and Dude, slept in there. None of that shit phased me after like I don't the horror movies just make yeah. me giggle. They're adventure movies now. Oh, it's so rare. I just made a weird connection cuz I was going to do the, the Bill Cosby's routine about the chicken heart. Chicken heart that ate Chicago or whatever. Yeah, Detroit. yeah, yeah. At the end of it he's all panicking and he hides in the bathroom and he and he smears jello on the floor to make the <laughs> monster slip. <laughs> that might be where it came from. That may be where he started being the spokesman. Was that joke. <laughs> yeah, think about it. You're thing. right. Yeah. They might have contacted him after that. Put the that. gun on the floor. <laughs> Pick the bots to slip. They heard my toilet jello routine and they couldn't stop. They needed me. Here's the meds for the women. Oh, wrong shit, jello. <laughs> News don't give a shit about. Uh, last February, uh, Warner Brothers announced that a live action Robotech was under development. Now it comes word that rights to the popular anime series have moved over to Sony Pictures. Oh, no. Variety says the studio hopes to move forward. Did Sony buy out Harmony Gold? I really don't know, but they have the rights to this. (gasps) That's great news for my video game. I play MechWarrior Online, and they have the Unseen Mechs. So now maybe the IP of those mechs got sold. I wouldn't read that far into it. (laughs) Damn it! Okay. So for a heathen like me... Mm -hmm. Explain to me, Paul, the difference between Transformers and Robotech. The difference? Yes. Jeez. <laughs> oh, as as a as a person who Edu- wasn't watch didn't watch any of those, they look the same to me. Well, here's the here's the confusion. Here's where the confusion comes in. Jetfire, one of the original '80s Transformers, in his action figure form, 
was a modified Veritech Robotech fighter. Just a repurposed, yeah. repackaged thing, which was the case with all the Transformers back in the day. Yeah, it was like three all... or four different toy lines, yep. all smushed together. Uh, Diaclone, which the, as I just uploaded, if you can look on my Facebook page, a big bunch of those old commercials for the Diaclone series and it shows you the different colors and the old school before they were transformers they were just hmm, yeah and it show you all that had all these uh gestalt guys and a bunch of guys that never made it over to transformers but that's why everything was proportioned all weird and that's why there was a gun and there was a tape deck and all the crap it's just all this shit just became one big toy line yeah when you had the little mini ones versus they meshed the it all ones, together yeah. And Robotech has a similar thing, but they mesh together three different anime to make one big long uh, story for U.S. release eventually. But it, so, tech, right? No, or Robotech. Robot. Okay. Robotech and the Macross and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, Robotech. You have the Veritech fighters, which are the jets that then become a robot. And that can be midway between basically planes with legs. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's Robotech. One of those models was what Jetfire was based on. And his toy is straight up a Veritech fighter. The original one from the 80s. And that's high dollar money toy. Uh, it's like a $400 figure in box. Just, yeah. to, just to confuse the issue even more. What about the Shogun Warriors? Where do they fall in all this? Shogun Warriors are a whole different thing, man. Okay. Which Hold is also on. why in the cartoon version of Jetfire, when you see him in the cartoon Transformers, he looks so different than the actual toy. Right. It's completely different because that was a uh, copyright issue mm-hmm. they were having with uh, with Harmony Gold. Yep. And then they made, they've made subsequent toys that look more like his version in the cartoon. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Thanks. That's, that's so it's all, basically, Robotech is all humans fighting aliens in enhanced mechanized suits. So they're basically big battle suits. Yep. Okay. They've got motorcycles that turn into battle suits and all that kind of stuff. And then and the rope uh, the the aliens also have like uh pods, battle pods and whatnot. The aliens are I wanna say they're like nine or twelve feet tall. Yeah, something they're like bigger that. than us. And so their weapons and everything is bigger than us. Um Yeah. But yeah, so basically Mm-hmm. And then you've got, of course, the giant fortress that they fly in. SDF one. The SDF one that actually transforms into a robot too. Okay. But a when giant, it trans, huge fucking robot. And it's, what's fun is like, so it's a city. It's a city, and when it transforms, everybody's like, "Oh fuck!" It had to transform at the last minute, and people are just chilling, eating, having their breakfast, and. All of a sudden, it's like, ah, oh, shit, Jenny got caught in a mechanism. Because it's like people just die when this giant city thing transforms. It's really fucking cool. Uh, that was that was more emphasized in... Uh, that was really brought home. They did that same thing in that Knights of Sidonia. Yes, Knights do. of Sidonia really played that up to where they, they had to transform the city. And people are just like, fuck! <laughs> Gravity goes out. The whole thing flips on its end. Like, oh, shit! And they all walk around with these belts. In case this emergency happens, and they got to be near a place to latch on to a, they got little carbiners and they got to latch on to a pole somewhere so they don't fall and die. That was one of the but best a parts of bunch Nancy of Sidonia. them do. It was, and it was a total rip from uh, from uh, Robotech and other okay. anime series. There, there's two or three geezers out there who were very who appreciated that uh, clarification. <laughs> a huge difference. 
Well, bef- well, before you start wondering you know, or thinking that, you know, this is Sony. Yeah, they mishandled Spider-Man. Maybe they won't do it this time. Um, Variety says that Sony hopes to move forward with Gianni Nun- uh, Nunari and Mark Canton. These are the producers behind 300 and The Immortals. Okay. And with Michael Gordon writing the script. Uh, Michael Gordon wrote the script to 300 and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Oh, Lord. Well, one for two ain't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could be worse. Is that the one with Bruce Willis? Yes. Okay. I no. didn't see that one either. I didn't see it. Actually, I didn't see either. G.I. Joe, I had the action figures as a kid that were the real ones. Not those dinky the, things the big kids Barbie played sized with. ones. Yes. The ones that were man sized. Oh, the, sorry, man sized. The first. 12 inches. Rise of Cobra is the first one. <laughs> Retaliation is the second G.I. Joe film. Wow. The first one's not terrible. I mean, it's... Glowing review. It's, it's, well, it's, it's a fun little, you know, action romp. You get to say, oh, there's the characters we knew as, as a kid. So this is what we're going to get with Robotech. It's yeah, just a fun Paul, little Paul action Paul can romp. back me up on this. That first G.I. Joe movie was actually a little fun. It was fun. Look at, uh, look. Retaliation, on the other hand, was garbage. That second it was, G.I. Uh, Joe film? It, yeah. Is a war crime. It's it's horrifying. It's a war crime. It's a war crime. It's a war crime. Yep. Wow. I will not pull it. That is that is that should not be legal. Look at my beard. I there Look are a few my... things I should think should be no, but there should come. I mean, <laughs> pe- wake up, people! Don't ever watch that movie. Don't ever let anyone you care about watch that movie. So I can add that to my Batman and Robin. Dude. I didn't watch any of me either. Okay. It is the shittiest ball of shit. It's even oh. It's got. Um, they went back through and recut it oh. with new scenes, and it still is it's even worse. It's such a stinker, man. It w- it tested incredibly terribly, and that, yeah, exactly right. They had yeah, to they, recut they it went last back minute. Through and shot uh, it, so. It's got um, my wife's favorite actor, and I enjoy his stuff too. He's on Justified. He used to be on The Shield. Why is my oh, name uh, skipping? Walton Goggins? Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins can't even save this movie. Wow. Oh no. boy, it's just so bad. It's just so bad. They don't know what they've got. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, when it starts off and it's basically The Rock and um, what's his name? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum babysitting kids and sharing old war, war they're, stories. They're I'm trying like, to shoehorn. They're trying to shoehorn in this brother relationship between the two characters. So they they show him like showing up at his house and playing video games with his kids and all this stuff. And they do this all within a span of about 15 minutes at the beginning of the movie. So they're trying really hard to establish... Because they're going to kill one of them. This fa- exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're trying really hard to establish mm-hmm. this relationship at the very beginning of the movie. This kind of lighthearted, you know, it's like, well, that's not what your wife said. Ha ha ha. You know, that kind of jokey back and forth. I made it through about 25 minutes of this movie and, and then shut it the fuck off. And then the shit goes I down. I watched it on Netflix and I was like, I will not do this. I yeah, I think not, I watched it on Netflix. I, not I went to the theater to, to watch that. Are you and serious? The best part of the whole movie... When Channing Tatum died, a chick in the front row was like, "Oh no, really?" I was like, "Yes, that was the best point." I got my money worth right the there. Pretty yeah. one. He, but yeah. See, yeah, he dies is, like twenty minutes this, into the film. Yeah, this makes no fucking sense to me. What? Again, <laughs> these motherfuckers don't do any research. None. The producers of the first Transformers movie made this mistake. They killed Optimus Prime and they scarred a generation of kids. 
Seriously. They brought him back in the cartoons later. It's really creepy how he came back yeah. and all kind of stuff. And that's kind of cool. And yes, it was noble. And yes, it was an interesting sacrifice. But the motivation behind his death was the generation of new toys. Yes. And they thought, we just wanted new toys. What they didn't understand is, we just want more Optimus Prime. And, I mean, they see that now, but they didn't understand it at the time. They did the exact same thing with G.I. Joe movie. They killed Duke. Serpantor throws a spear right into his heart. However, by the <laughs> yeah. time the G.I. Joe movie was out, they'd already suffered the backlash from parents going, how, ca- how could you kill my, Optimus, my son's Optimus Prime? He's been in tears for a week. Are you talking about the classic, Duke's going to be okay? At the very end of the show, <laughs> at the very end of the movie, everybody's hanging out. And they one person comes in. It's a real. It's a throwaway line. Hey, everybody! Duke's gonna be all right. He's gonna make it. Yay! They never show him again. He's never around. Yeah. Yep. Duke's fine. Yay! GI Joe. No. That's it. That's it. He's not wrong. He's he's absolutely correct. And that's exactly why they did it. Because they're like, oh, oh we God. can't kill heroes like that. And you shouldn't in that way. You I know? had a friend who cried when Duke died. But he Our didn't fault. die. Yeah. Optimus. When Optimus died. Or when Duke got stabbed. No, no, when Duke got stabbed. He was like, oh, Duke, no. There were a lot of kids that that cried when when, when Optimus Prime died. No, they died. They died. You had it right the first time. Kids died. (laughs) I never saw the cartoon in the theater, but I I remember the backlash on the playground from that. It made made me really want to see it afterwards. Like, what? He died? As an adult, it makes more sense because, you know. It makes sense because they're selling toys. Yeah, but no, I'm saying story-wise, it makes more sense if you're an adult because, you know, the the battle was going. Only a little bit, dude. Only a little bit. Well, but he turned the tide of the battle and that was what, you know, what the quote sacrifice was. It's, It's a lot like what's going on with wrestling right now. Uh, the uh, WrestleMania just happened, and there has this, been this huge push for Roman Reigns, right? And he's basically hot rod in this scenario. Okay. And so Roman Reigns, everybody's like, boo, fuck off, Roman Reigns. We don't care that you're The Rock's cousin. We don't care that you're pretty. You haven't earned uh, this shot at the title, and we don't want you to be our champion. They salvaged it in the end because they uh, had a whole big scheme and thing. But, but that's what was going on, and um, that's the problem that – the Hasbro had when they pushed Hot Rod to become the next Prime. They made him Rodimus Prime. You know, he, had, he hadn't earned it. Right. No, of course he hadn't earned it. Let's make this young, untested. I mean, of course, Optimus hadn't, quote unquote, earned it either. But but not he, in the eyes of the fans. Well, they but Optimus, Optimus had been there from the beginning of the Cybertron War and had been leading the whole thing. And Hot Rod and appeared in a movie. Right. <laughs> Hot Rod shows up driving Daniel's kid around. And you're like, <laughs> or Daniel, I guess, is the kid. Uh, Spike, Spike and... Wait, who's the other one? Spike and... Uh, I don't remember anymore. Are you talking about his wife? We're still deeply no, no, no. in the news. Who's the kid? Give a shit about though, right? There's, Daniel. There's Spike. Okay. Is it Daniel? And then yeah. who's I'm the little one? Daniel's the little one. Daniel's the kid. Spike is the the there's father. Just, just three yeah. of them, right? The, and then, but then who's the little? No, Daniel's the little kid. Daniel is what's his name's kid? <gasps> Daniel is Spike's kid. No, Dad. Oh. Daniel. Is that okay? So then, who's Daniel's <laughs> kid? <laughs> who's Daniel's kid? You got that? Transform. Who's Daniel's kid? Daniel doesn't have a kid. No, it's just three of them. I thought. It's, yes, he does. I mean, that's the kid in the fucking movie. The kid in the movie. There's Sparkplug, the dad. Yes. Then there's who? Spike is Sparkplug's kid. Third base. 
Oh, spot. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just getting spark plug and spark. Spark plug, right. spike, spike. Daniel. Daniel is Spike's child. Yes. So Daniel. He's, spark he's plug yeah. is Daniel's So Hot Rod's whole, whole beginning is giving Daniel a ride around. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Nobody fucking likes Hot Rod. I always hated Hot Rod. Yeah, he never did anything for me. I still do. Right. Well, and they, they played up he was the beginning of that shit design. Yeah, where it's well, like, like, where really it's like oh, yeah, can you not tell it's already a fucking robot? That car has obvious legs. <laughs> you stand it up on its end. I've, I was so particular with my Transformers. Cyclonus was the last one I ever bought. And that Which one is Cyclonus? Cyclonus is the cool purple guy. He was the, the he became uh, Galvatron's right-hand man. Hmm. What did he turn into? He turned into a jet okay. with... Uh, Okay, now that swept you said wings, the, yes, the swept forward, forward swept, wings. Swept forward wings. Yeah. Cyclonus, because I, I want my Transformers to look different in robot mode than they do in jet mode. And Cyclonus was like the closest thing. Uh, Which one was the gun? Yeah, but wasn't his face like yeah, his staring face straight just down? Sitting there, under, yep, yep. Underneath. That, was, that was Megatron. Yep. Exactly. And there was more and more of that shit. What, which, 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 Megatron which, was, which one was the gun where, where the barrel swung out of his crotch when you were folding him? Megatron. Okay. Uh, Megatron. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, Paul, did you see that uh, that long uh, wrestling isn't real video? It's great, really okay. great video. <laughs> Check that out if you haven't seen it. It's, it's awesome. It's pretty funny. It's they, a really fun. If you, especially if you're not a wrestling fan, yeah. watch wrestling isn't real. You'll enjoy it. Uh, it's really fun. It uses a bunch of hot girls in the the roles of all the male wrestlers. A lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of geeky hot cosplay girls that are like geeky nerdy hot cosplay girls in Is real that life. YouTube or it, Netflix? So, yeah, YouTube. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's fantastic. And uh, the the guy that does it is uh, like John Landis's kid or something like that. Yeah, it's like something. No, not John Landis. He's got some ties with the okay. Hollywoods. I have to. I have to look. It's it a funny, again. funny wrong. I have to say, I recently read uh, Roddy Piper's autobiography. Oh yes, and enjoyed it. Okay. But it it got it got me a little more into wrestling than I have been in a long time. Right. I'm still not up to date and so on, but it got me looking back into the old stuff. So were that's you where in, I am, dude? Huh. Were you in town when they had the wrestling themed restaurant? Yeah, in the Ma- Max Landis. No. Oh, okay. Max Landis. Did it is this. Max Landis. Because oh, that, yeah. that's wow. how I, that's how I ended up with in an elevator with Roddy Roddy Piper. <gasps> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> he that's almost sat awesome. on Duncan. He almost crushed Duncan. <laughs> Just for fun. No, I, he, Duncan was <laughs> he in. He sat his, on the side. Duncan was in his uh, his uh, his carriage and I mean his little uh, baby cart. And Roddy, Roddy walked into what he thought was in the elevator, backed into it because he was trying to back away from the crowd and almost backed into Duncan. Hilarious. Wow. News you don't give a shit about. Still. <laughs> Still. Damn. Steven Dorff. There's a name you haven't heard in a while. <laughs> Holy. What's the last time he did? Like, is that, is uh, that the, uh, he, He's currently promoting the blue e-cigarette. cigarette. Right. E-cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. He's riding yeah. high on that blade face. Isn't that Tim, isn't that Tim Conway's <laughs> character? It's like two movies of his. The Gate when he was like 14. Right. And Blade. That's all I know. <laughs> he was good in Blade. He was great in Blade. He was, he was on his way. Yep. What, uh, what was the John Waters one? E-cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> Derailed his career. The John Waters film that he he's in. He's Skeet Ulrich. Uh, We're high five and on their way to Cry Shit. Baby. Wow. No, uh, I'll remember it here. Pecker in a Wood. Minute. God damn. Oh, Pecker, I think it's just called. Not Pecker Wood. Pecker. <laughs> Pecker Wood. Well, that's a good Pecker, Pecker Johnny Depp? No, Pecker was uh, not Johnny Depp. Cry Baby's Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pecker was Spider Man? Tobey Maguire, right? Pecker? I don't even remember anymore. I don't know. Uh, but Steven Dorff is taking the lead role of Hartman 
in the Millennium's film's Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequel, Leatherface. The film centers on a violent teen who one day will become Leatherface. He escapes from a mental hospital with three other inmates, kidnaps a young nurse, and takes her on a road trip from hell. Along the way, they are pursued by an equally deranged lawman out for revenge. I don't care anymore. Nope. I never, you know what? As a horror fan, the Texas Chainsaw series does so little for me. Uh, One and two. Two is great because it's just so bonzo, so absolutely bonkers. Isn't isn't there a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie with like a really weird cast of like guy people that like like Renee Zellweger? Yes, and, that would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's the third one. Cecil B. Demented. That's what film I was thinking of. I think it was the third one. Uh, her and I think Matthew McConaughey are yeah, both in that. Yeah, that's it. And it was like their first movies. For, Is he like, driving a Lincoln? Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Most definitely. So my Lincoln. I should get away from this Leatherface. The whole drive. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I can't stand the humanization of inhuman characters. Yeah. I mean, Michael Myers, force of nature. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th, Jason, force of nature. Leatherface, force of nature. You start giving them their their grown up origin stories once, and then all of a sudden the monster is gone. They are then just a broken human being. It's the problem of Batman Returns. Penguin, Catwoman. They all become far too sympathetic characters to be truly villainous. Yes. And yeah, you scrape, scrape, scrape. Most every villain has some little nugget of heart way down there when they were eight or something. This is weird because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually at the Wizard Con here. I'm going to be actually, that's the panel I'm on is the one about villains. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about it for a while. And, and it comes down to the villains I want to watch are the ones, like the actors say, every good villain doesn't think he's the villain. Yeah. Right. Well, that was, uh, that was one of... Uh, the lines from uh, oh, shit. Way to be with it there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> J- Joss Whedon. That was one of the things that he told. Um, uh, <laughs> God damn it! My brain well, is just of shut course, down nobody, here. Yeah. Nobody, no true villain thinks that they're a villain. It's Darth Vader is just trying to put order to the galaxy. Right. Even He's just trying even to take Hitler care of was, business. Even Hitler was, you know. Probably hated the Jews, but was more interested in using it. Was more probably, but was more probably. Fact check, Andy. Everybody, (laughs) he'll be here all week. But was more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, he just disliked. What do you think, guys? Hitler probably hated the Jews, huh? (laughs) Probably. I'm betting there's good odds on that. There's statistics. I think that will back me up on oh, that. I will boy. get this point in. Probably. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. They, but they, the point is, he was more interested in using the Jews as a scapegoat to to unify the the Germany. So we could use it they as a, have as a different club. motivations, and they think they're right in their motivations. Well, it's the same thing with these bullshit laws that are cropping up all over the country. These people don't think they're doing evil. Yeah. But they are. <laughs> right. It's horrible, <laughs> grotesque shit. But yeah. never if they looked in the mirror and went, time for evil today. Yeah, right. Time to be evil this morning. That's not what they feel. They think they're doing right by their God. They don't understand what they're <laughs> oh, doing. You know who's God. a really interesting villain is the guy from um, um, Serenity, the, the guy, the agent who's chased him, the nameless yeah. agent, with that, with that line where he's, uh, where he's talking about... Uh, I'm, you know, that, that I need to make the world better for you know, so we have this perfect way. He's like, I know I'm not going to live there. Like, I'm not going to live there. I'm a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have no illusions about yeah. that. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. No, that's, and that's another Joss Whedon perfect example. The one I was trying to think of is in in uh, Buffy when Nathan Fillion is playing the the priest right. character. That's the villain. That's that's like super twisted, demented. But in his mind, he thinks he's just doing the right thing. And uh, I remember Nathan Fillion talking about that and saying it was Joss that taught me that you know the villains mm-hmm. never think yeah. that they're doing evil. They simply think that they're doing what's right in their mind. Walter and Peck they've convinced themselves. in Ghostbusters yeah. he's right. is doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this man has no dick. <laughs> and that's it for news. You don't give us a Final wow. fucking Lee. That was epic. Weekend Geek. I like this Holy story. Fuck. I like this story a lot. Steven Spielberg is going to direct Ready Player One. Based that on Ernest awesome. Klein's best-selling novel, one of my probably my favorite novel of that year that I'd read. Oh my god, my brain yeah. just went out when you said that. Did you not realize that was happening? No, I, I knew that was happening, and that's why I was confused because my brain translated Steven Spielberg into Stephen King, and I'm like, Stephen King's going. What, what happened to Stephen Spielberg? Wow. <laughs> The, wow, legendary, was awesome. the legendary director will begin after he finishes up the BFG, which is he's working on right now. Uh, Ready Player One is set in the year 2044, a kind of dystopian future in which people spend their time in virtual reality universe known as Oasis. The protagonist, Wade Watts, sets off to solve a series of challenges and puzzles to win a challenge set forth by the now-deceased creator of Oasis, but finds himself pursued by other players who are ready to kill if necessary to beat him to it. There are pop culture references and images galore in the book, which should be an interesting challenge for the director to solve. Well, they'll all be Sony products. <laughs> the film will be, <laughs> and the film will be uh, Spielberg's first Warner Brothers film since he did AI, Artificial Intelligence, in two thousand one. Uh, no word yet on a release date, uh, but the script is by Zach Penn, who uh, is wrote the Avengers, so had a hand in writing the Avengers. So. Well, right. and Zach Penn and Ernst Klein are friends, yep. uh, as is evidenced if you've seen uh, the uh, Atari documentary on Xbox. And I, my understanding is Klein is working on a sequel to that novel, so oh, I'm nice. very anxious for that. But if you're a fan of 80s pop culture, that is a must-read novel, hands down. And Zach Penn's a good writer, so, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And we'll it's done well. And Wolverine 3 was recently (laughs) announced and given a release date of March 3rd, 2017. We're eventually going to have to say goodbye to Jackman's Wolverine and all of his snarly charm. Recently, Jackman posted a picture to Instagram with his fist with Wolverine's adamantium claws and the words, Wolverine, one last time. So while it appears Jackman is giving fans a taste of what's ahead in the upcoming movie, it's a clear message. This is a farewell to the role that catapulted him to fame. According to Rolling Stone, Jackman's eighth go-round as Wolverine is significant, as it would put the actor ahead of some elite company when it comes to cinematic reoccurring roles. Both Sean Connery and Roger Moore portrayed James Bond in seven films. Only the late Leonard Nimoy's Spock, who appeared in eight Star Trek films, is currently more prolific than Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in modern cinematic history. Well, what about um, um, uh, Samuel Jackson's uh, Fury? I don't know where that stands. Uh, it's that's a tough one to qualify because his cameos in a lot of them. He yeah. yeah, he did really short, and in a lot of them they were the stingers that he appeared in in some of the earlier Marvel Cinematic Universe films. So, um, 
But yeah, and then of course he's also been on uh, Agents of Shield. So I mean, recurring character, not necessarily in a movie, but recurring character in a universe. Yeah, I think it's this hard is to... recurring because everything here is leads in all these movies. Yeah, so I, think, I think that's what the bar is. Set. I think Kelsey Grammer has some weird stat from playing the same character for a ridiculous number of years because he no because of Frasier. Frasier yeah, played Frasier. Frasier, Frasier Crane in two different series. Sure, right. But uh, yeah. I, you know, it's hard to believe that he's been in eight films as the Wolverine. That's that's crazy. It just doesn't seem like it was that long ago, and it yeah. it really was. All right, bear was with it me 01 on this. First X Men, oh one. I think so. Like yeah, that. Yep. sounds yeah. right. Yeah, because okay. I was already living out here, so it had to be. I was in California at the time. I saw that in L.A. Shit, I think I was in California at the time too. Mm-hmm. Short lived. Uh, yeah, I think that was the only movie I saw in L.A. <laughs> I got the fuck out of there. How long were you in L.A. for? You went, Four you, months. I mean, a bunch of you went there. You, you K went out there for a while, yeah. and you went out Kirsten there. Kirsten went out there after I'd left. I'd already come squealing back. Lauren was out there. He's still out Lauren's there. Lauren's still they? out there. Yeah, Lauren's, okay. Lauren's doing well, man. Yeah. Good. Biggs yeah. went out there and stayed eventually. But that was yeah. after the experience closed, right? Mm, ye, mm, no, it was, was before. before yeah, yeah, he went before. Mm-hmm. was before. Yeah. I remember his farewell. Yeah, because he came back a couple of times and did like really brief, um, yep. brief crocs. Yeah, little croc walk, brief crocs. Great, Kalis. <laughs> Bear with me on this. Adewale Akinoye Agbaje, the character, the actor who played the tortured priest on can, Lost. Can you say it forward now? I will not. <laughs> and who appeared in films like G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, Born Identity, Faster, okay, and Thor, The Dark World, is heading from Marvel Cinematic Universe over to the DCU with his newest movie. He will play Killer Croc in David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Interesting. Killer Croc is a Batman villain who was born with a disease that give him, gives him reptilian traits, and he is a criminal with, a, with superhuman strength, agility, speed, stamina, and razor-sharp teeth. He appeared in comics, uh, Batman the Animated Series, as well as other video games like the Arkham series. He shares some physical similarities with King Shark, another character who was recently rumored to be a part of this film. Suicide Squad. Is... I don't care what DC does. <laughs> no, you I, don't. I, I honestly think this is going to be a good one. I really I have a high hope. The Suicide Squad? Yeah, I really do. Maybe. But you don't give a shit. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I really don't. You don't. You don't care at all. Like not even the television stuff with is actually Dude, really no, good. Have, well, I mean, well, really good. Let's well, slow one down. One is now, so murdery. Uh, right. Well, Arrow is Arrow is thoroughly watchable, yes. but I wouldn't call it really good. It's okay. It's got some good stuff. It's good, but it's not really good. All Kate right. pointed well, out to me that I also really like the Flash. I think the Flash. I haven't is watched the Flash, so I can't speak on that. I've heard great things about the Flash. And then they're doing a spin-off series of that. Those two now. And what we'll about Gotham? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Constantine was getting really good right up until they uh, it, they haven't officially axed it, but it's no, no. They actually. I am up to date on Gotham, and and I will say they are fixing it. Okay. Gotham okay. is not the same show it started as. All right. They've kind of figured out the direction it should go with the story and world they've created. It still feels like a Batman elsewhere, Elseworlds kind of story. But story-wise, it's getting really good. And knowing that uh, uh, who's, uh, who's playing Fish Mooney in that, I can't remember. Not Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith. Is it Jada Pinkett Smith? Uh, she's 
only contracted for the year, and that's not getting renewed. So she's been kind of my big problem as it's gone along. Her and Barbara Gordon are really oddly written characters. But aside from that, they, they seem to know what they're doing now. Barbara Gordon Batgirl? Uh, I don't know what they're doing with that one. That's kind of the biggest How sticking old point. is she? She is Barbara Gordon. This Barbara Gordon is the girlfriend of uh, Jim Gordon, I think. This oh, Barbara Gordon is... Uh, the wife? Yeah, no, but the, the wife is named Barbara, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. So. All right. <laughs> That's fine. So, bar, 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 it's Babs Jr. Bar, bar, she just bar, has some bar, really bar, weird bar, motivational Gordon. things that I have a hard time with. But yeah, like acting. There, there's <laughs> What's my motivation to act? None. <laughs> just stop. So no, it's, she's again. not written the best. Okay. So, Barf, dude. That show, dude. That's, they lost, that's how they lost me. You oh, start yeah. off going, oh, you're the rogue cop. Oh, you're the drunk town drunk. Those, oh, you're the button that turns off the television. Those first five episodes, rough. Plants. No, no idea what they're doing. Plants. Sorry, dude. I do not have patience. I yeah. do not have. And patience. I can't blame you. But well, if you're reading I'm comics right it. now, comics are so fucking good right now. There's none of this garbage. If a comic starts out shit, people don't buy it, and it goes the fuck away. Comics do not start out shit if they're any good. They go. You get into it. Oh, tell me something cool. Don't tell me something cool is going to happen. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Cock teasing fucking DC. You mean show me something cool. Dude, anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything cool. Ah, I'm just so... I'm, that Aquaman looks like such shit. I still haven't seen the picture. What? I, you haven't I, seen the pic? The, I, didn't, I saw that was out there. And I'm like, I'm not care. I'll see Dude, it. Dude, how could you miss movie. it? Looks so dumb. <laughs> he looks like Roman Reigns. He looks just like Roman Reigns the wrestler. Okay. In that picture. He looks like he could... Ju- he could Aquaman could be a, the, f- the fourth member of the Shield. It looks really stupid. Uh, well, going to what you were talking about with Arrow and Flash, the spinoff that Jeff mentioned, uh, Sierra Renee has landed the uh, landed the lead in the proposed spinoff, uh, playing the role of Kendra Saunders, aka Hawk Girl. In the new series, Saunders is a young woman who is just beginning to learn that she has been repeatedly reincarnated over the centuries. When provoked, her ancient warrior persona manifests itself along with wings that grow out of her back. Oh, wow. They're going back to the old, the golden yeah, age. Yeah, I was going to say. I was wow, wondering, that's great. I'm wondering the moniker Hawk Girl. And also British actor Arthur Darville, which you might remember from Doctor Who, is set to play Rip Hunter, who is described as a roguish time traveler who hides in the strains, who hides the strains of being responsible for history itself behind a facade of charm and wit. Who did, who did that one? I'm on the hunt. I'm Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter. I oh, search no. out every farty rip and find a culprit. <laughs> I'm on to you, Rips. <laughs> Don't go ripping when Hunter's around. <laughs> him, him and the Cropsy team up quite often. That's right. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. <laughs> he was innocent. I will, I will find who cut the fart for you, Rip. Look who it is. It is this man. What he has been eating tacos. But I just ordered a couple. I just... Stab, 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 stab. Oh. oh. It seems they had not passed through his GI yet. <laughs> he may not have been the one. But none not innocent. All must be punished. <laughs> 
There's some Spanish Inquisition going on there. Right. That's what it is, man. Yeah. That's what necropsy is. Um, Spanish Inquisition. No one expects it. <laughs> um, yeah, that actor, uh, the guy who plays Rory, uh, very impressive. I mean, when he starts out in Doctor Who, I they, they be, he's played sort of as, as this kind of annoying character you don't give a damn about, and he develops over the series, and yeah, he's, he's just eventually it's like when it looks like he's going to die, like, no, not not Rory. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they, they completely fleshed that character out. Yeah. And, and it took time to do it. Right. So much time that you thought, well, he's just – He's just a throwaway character, but they kept putting little bits more of him into the series, a little bit more, and they they made you care about him before you even realized you cared about right. him. That's what a good actor yeah. can do, and yeah. that happens on all those series. It's just like, just like with Voyager, where they're like, oh, we can't wait to show everybody our breakout character, Neelix, and we're all like, <laughs> fuck you, and, <laughs> you end up being Neelix, the doctor man. end up being the star of that show, yep. because Robert Picardo... Like him or lump him, knows how to act. Yep. And fucking Neelix <laughs> does not. Clown oh, school shoes. Speaking of Picardo, uh, Inner Space is on the other night. <laughs> He's the cowboy in that. <laughs> Howdy, big Jack. <laughs> it's cracking me up. Um, one of the trivia questions was uh, Enterprise questions. Like there's a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole category. It's Enterprise. Like I haven't seen an episode of that. One was like, what planet do so and so and so get tied? What pleasure planet do they get tied up on? It's like was it Riza? Ah. I think it was Riza. Yeah. Riza is the only pleasure. Yeah, that's planet. the pleasure planet. Yeah, yeah. Go to town. There you go. What is and the statuette that indicates you want to get your bone on that you put near your place of residence on Riza? What is the Horgon? Correct. It is called the Horgon <laughs> statue. Well done. Well done. <laughs> if any of you had been there, I would have won instead of coming in ninth place <laughs> out of nine. I have Trek trivia buried in my brain that. That would just make you sick. <laughs> it, that is also, we would also accepted that that is the name of the Walk of Shame on uh, Riza, the Horgon. <laughs> but, um, psh. Famous Paul, everybody. I just saw the what, what's Uber like on Riza? What? What's Uber like on Riza? Uh, not to be trusted. <laughs> Sketchy shit. Sketchy fucking shit, dude. It's like the fake taxi of you know, the porn. Yeah. Fucking sketchy. Bunch of Deniblians. <laughs> Warner Brothers has won a bidding war for the film rights to the short Sundays. Uh, director and writer Misha Rosema used Kickstarter to raise approximately $50,000 to bankroll the short film. Studios apparently wants to get this one off the ground quickly as they fought off Fox and Sony Pictures for the rights. Here's the official synopsis, which breaks down some of the major themes. The end of the world seems like a nightmare to Ben. A memory of a past life that doesn't belong to him. When Ben starts to remember Isabel, the only love he's ever known, he realizes she's missing in his life. An existential descent into confusion and the desperate need to find out the truth begins. This reality depicts a stunning, surprising, and dark world. A world that is clearly not his. Okay. And apparently you can watch the short film out there. So It sounds very Philip K. Dick. That it does, doesn't it? Yeah. In 1988... 20th Century Fox released a sci-fi film called Alien Nation. It was produced by Gail Ann Hurd, who currently has The Walking Dead, and written by uh, Rockne S. O'Bannon, who wrote for Farscape. Fox has now taken the first steps to producing a remake. 
The studio has hired two writers to pen the script for the new film, Art, Art Markham and Matt Holloway, who are best known for working on the first Iron Man. The original film starred James Caan and Mandy Patinkin. That's what's got. I was trying to think of it. Was, 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 was that one the one Mandy Patinkin was in? Yes. Nope. Okay. Yeah. And centered on a future battleship Potemkin, and centered on a futuristic society where a race of aliens live alongside humans. The groups are separate but definitely not equal. The aliens, called newcomers, are mostly segregated and don't have the same rights as people. Potemkin portrayed the alien officer who's partnered with Khan on the Force. Alien Nation wasn't a massive hit. But it made enough money to warrant a TV spinoff and several made-for-TV movies. And Fox is hoping the remake will spawn a new franchise that could become just as successful as its Planet of the Apes series. The first film will be, be unfortunately, an origin story that explains how and why uh, the aliens arrived. Which I don't think they did in the movie at all. They didn't. And yeah. they didn't do it in the TV show. Yeah, they did. Well, they did well, in the TV show through the course of... That's what I mean. They didn't do it in the, yeah. like, the first episode. No. This is where the curb for... They... Did how you should do an origin story, like flashbacks, yes. and 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 also when they're investigating Fill in newcomer the crimes, they of course tied into their arrival on the planet. But uh, I am a fan of the Alien Nation world. I really enjoy the TV show. Yeah, and I think it is a property that is ripe for a remake. I saw the show and got really into the show before I was aware that there was a movie, and then I went back and watched the movie and. Quite frankly, I thought the TV show was far superior. I agree with that same. Um, well, I mean, the, the Highlander series had a lot more going for it than anything but the first movie. Well. That Paul's not focusing, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh. the, the first movie is not that great. I will definitely agree with you on that. But TV series isn't that great either. But it's better than 2, 3, 4, and whatever they went to in that. Well, yeah, the sequels were, were shit shows for sure. Adam West and Burt Ward. We'll be back in action as Batman and Robin, thanks to a new full-length animated Batman film to commemorate the 50th anniversary in 2016. So cool. There will be at least one film, but Ward said there's a chance the initiative could generate two features. The Batman 66 brand has been enjoying one heck of a renaissance in recent years, thanks to an acclaimed comic book run and the release of the full series on DVD. That Batman 66 book is so fun. I still have to read that. It's really great. It's real. It's a real laugh riot. Have they compiled any into a trade yet? Yeah, they have okay. to find out. Okay. Yeah, first trade's out. I've got okay, the hardcover first. Because that's I've been waiting for that because yep. I missed all the Jump individual. Jump on it. Episodes. It's out there. If you, yeah, I think it's ten bucks on Amazon. Ooh, that's, yeah. buy it. It will be mine. Maybe oh 10, yes, maybe fifteen. It will be it will mine. Be mine. <laughs> it's so fucking good. And Alan Tudyk's new web series, Con Man was already set to co-stars pal Nathan Fillion and several other genre actors. They've also now locked down Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica, Michael Trucco from Black Battlestar Galactica, Emily Kinney from The Walking Dead, Robert Patrick, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Mindy Sterling from Austin Powers, and Nolan North from the Uncharted series, and Samantha Smith from Supernatural to join the cast. Uh, they will join Holy. the previously announced co-stars, uh, Sean Mayer and Gina Torres from Firefly, Seth Green, Felicia Day, Amy Acker, and Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn. The series will focus on a washed-up actor and his famous pal as uh, Todiak's Ray nearly tries to make a living hitting up the comic book convention circuit to capitalize on his stint as the captain of a spaceship on a beloved series canceled several years prior. It'll touch on the weird situations you run to, run into and what it's like to be a B-list actor just trying to make a go of it. The project is set to launch later this year. 
I gotta say, I, I I really like the idea behind this, and a lot of it is at, working at the experience. I got to know, you know, a lot of the little the the guest stars that had been on the original series, and some of the stories they would tell about you know going from convention to convention and the humorous things that happened to them and how that's how they made their living now was they they were fortunate enough to be on that one episode and it had you know as the work dried up they were still able to go make an appearance have some autographs signed mm-hmm. or get signed some autographs rather and be able to eke out a living where otherwise they literally had no idea what they were going to do but that side of that, that kind of that whole behind the scenes aspect that they're working into this really kind of brings it home with the you know these stories that I've heard from these different actors and and having you know we as having been at these cons and done press stuff with them the stuff that we've witnessed it really just it just seems fascinating and I, I can't a, wait to see yeah, it yeah if you're it's, a con goer and you go to the area where the autographs are it's it's right it's so interesting it's ripe for parody yeah it's so interesting it's going to be a lot of fun Leonard Nimoy's son plans to produce and direct a new documentary about his father dubbed for love for the love of Spock the project will be helmed by Adam Nimoy and narrated by Zachary Quinto, who played Spock in 2009's Star Trek and the sequel, Star Trek Into Darkness. The timing will see the film dropping around the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, the original series, as mm-hmm. 1966 debut. Here's what Adam had to say about the project in an interview with Variety. Quote, this will be a tribute to my dad and Spock. We have plenty to work from because my dad loved telling stories and he was very fond of the role. He felt as if he had plenty of time but then he declined precipitously. I was struck with the outpouring of affection for him after he died, so this feels like the right thing to do, Adam said. He and his father started discussing the project several months ago, and will focus on the, quote, endearing nature of Spock and Nimoy's portrayal of the uh, relentlessly logical human alien first officer of the Starship Enterprise. The project is still in early phases, although Adam currently plans to go the traditional film financing route. He has not ruled out crowdfunding if that looks like the more viable option. Cool. How old is Adam Nimoy? I don't know. He's he's in his forties, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I because he was no, he's got to be he's got to be close to his mid fifties. Do now I hear fifty? Do I hear fifty one? No, 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 fifty two. I hear fifty two, fifty two, fifty three, fifty four, 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 fifty <laughs> He's got to be at least in his mid fifties, if not his sixties, because I remember a picture. Who the of fuck him cares? On, no, I remember a picture of him on set. Was it the portrait of Dorian Gray? What the hell? <laughs> on set of the Star Trek: The Original Series, his father, father and so, he was let. So he he's was, in his fifties. Sure you know? he's in his 50s. Come on. He's in his fifties. The show is fifty years old. He's in his fifties. On we go. <laughs> Actually, what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't think you'd be so cavalier about this with Trotnazer dying. What? You didn't hear about that? I thought you of all people. Yeah, I was going to say. I assume that was happy April Fool's, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I told you it wasn't going to Yeah, No. There was a little bit there. Wait a second, April Fool's. (laughs) What I was going to say about Nimoy is one of the fantastic things was 
uh, he was one of the ones that I would always go see at the conventions mm -hmm. because he had these fantastic stories and he rarely repeated himself. A lot of times when you go to the Star Trek conventions, your 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 actors that when they go up on stage and they do their their you know half hour hour talk. Sure. A lot of times they repeat the exact same story. Sure. Well, they're, they're only 35, heard. so what do you expect? <laughs> if you're going to more than three Star Trek conventions a year, check it. <laughs> check that shit. But, you mean attending them or yeah, working them? Attending them. Okay. And going, I heard that story in the last convention I just went to. <laughs> well, yeah, Dingle. <laughs> no, Paul, I'm talking like year after year. I know, year. I know. I know they, and I know they, there are certain actors that are very bad about, oh, I remember this time. When the, yeah, yeah, we all remember this time, sucker. It's different if it's year <laughs> to year. But if you're going to conventions all the fucking time and expecting fresh shit all the time, I'll tell you. They're not all gems, guys. <laughs> I have over the last 10 years seen Stan Freeberg several times and watched this same anecdote degrade. It's really sad. Sure. Oh. That yeah, that's oh, another no. that's another oh. fascinating aspect of going to conventions is watching that. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that same chick. <laughs> wow, he must no, no, no. Watching the story Watching that that same story change slightly every time you hear the fluidity of memory. Yep. I was naked. <laughs> stark ass naked. You're always stark ass naked. Yep. Yep. I was sucking my own dick. Because <laughs> I could do that then. And flexibility. Did the oxygen deprived astronaut just get here? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and it premiered on Disney XD. <laughs> so the Trent Reznor thing, that's, that's you know, because um, I'm only about 50% right. I listened to the clip show and the, the, uh, the, the bank show you had. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we, we you probably recorded that what months ago? Uh, you probably don't even remember what's been a while, there. man. I, yeah, dude, I go away from recording shit for one week. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? What's right. happening? I record a couple of podcasts a week, guys. Yeah, I, I was impressed last week when you were like digging through trying to find out wherever you found the the accident private astronauts bio on. Right, or wherever you had the Bible hidden it took for the me a show. Trying to find his name, I still can't remember. Bill something, I can't remember. I keep forgetting. Bill Reed. Bill Reed. I'm Bill Reed. I'm Bill Reed. Oh damn it! Ah, oh, wow, too late. Hey, go ahead, read the next. Um, oh boy, read the next thing. Bill Reed wants to hear what the next piece of information is. Bill Reed. Bill ah, Reed is intrigued. Way to go. Way to fucking go. I'm a catalyst. That's what I do. Bob spelled R E E D. Not read. <laughs> but Bill Reed wants you to read. Not R E I D? Nope. R R E R R I D R E A D. <laughs> I have had suffered oxygen deprivation during my space travels, and that's what happened to Bill Reed. Not R E A D E? Nope. <laughs> All right, next story. Or continue the story. I forget. Or not, not even R E E D. Uh. Which would be read. <laughs> Bill Reed. That's another guy. Not Bill Reed. Stan Lee. 
is creating a whole new... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go into it? What? I was expecting you to go into it. Um. What am I creating now, true believers? Would you believe? Can you imagine what's coming up next? I know you're not ready for it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And all... I've... <laughs> no, go ahead. An all-new superhero series for a UK network. All-new superhero series featuring some of your favorites for only you in the UK. Oh boy, oh boy. This is going to be a real zing-ding. The new series is dubbed Lucky Man. Lucky Man, of course. He's the guy with all the luck. Not like <laughs> yours truly, who strikes out from time to time like our favorite Peter Parker. <laughs> the... And it's based on an idea by Lee that focuses on, on a detective who is given a charmed bracelet that allows him to make his own good luck. This bracelet, he only has to rub it on his leg and suddenly luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> 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 series will star James Nesbitt, who was in The Hobbit, in the lead detective role. Oh, and oh boy, this Nesbitt guy, he's really something. If you've seen The Hobbit, then you know what to expect exactly, because he's doing the exact same part. Lee told The Guardian <laughs> that he's always found the concept of luck to be a fascinating topic, and this series will finally give him a chance to share that fascination with audiences around the world. I try not to think about it too much, because God knows if I hadn't ridden Jack Kirby's dick all the way to the <laughs> bank, I'd be a nothing. Behind the scenes, Lee is joined by veteran UK executive producer Richard Fell, who teased that Lucky Man will be a different kind of superhero oh show. Oh boy, different is the word of the day. Everything about this is unique and different, and it's the same thing you've always seen. Fell says, Stan <laughs> has come up with an absolutely brilliant idea, something we can all relate to. What if you could control luck? What would be the greatest thing you could give someone or their worst nightmare? You'd it's have long shot. It's a twist which brings the whole superhero genre right back down to earth. If any of you true believers out there have control of your own luck, you'll be sure to watch my new show. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, what a time. The first season of Lucky Man will consist of 10 hour-long episodes. The series will set to air 2016 on Sky One. Will this be better or worse than Stripperella? The same. It's the same thing. With new people put into the parts. Oh, I, I can't even describe how happy and excited I am. You have to see it. You just tune in. Don't miss this one. You'll be on the edge of your dick. I was featuring I was the, my uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer there. I was mm-hmm. at the Vegas Valley Comic Book Organizing uh, meeting, Vegas um, Valley Comic Book Festival Organizing meeting last night, and we're going through the questionnaires from last year. And one of them was like, you should get Stan Lee here. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, well, we get the guy that impersonates Stan Lee. It didn't occur to me we could brag you in there. Oh, you, you <laughs> sure could. <laughs> I'd be a real big Stan Lee. But I could do it. Sure enough. I've been watching. He does the intros to all those uh, Fantastic Four oh, yeah. uh, 90s things. Right, so I've been right. watching it. Uh, and so I've been, I was watch, studying how he does it. And so a big part of it is when he says four. It's Four. four. The Fantastic Four are against the Mole Man. Look yeah. out. Here they come. 
I was wondering why this one sounded so much better than the other one. That's because I've been studying him. I've been studying him. I'm doing my fucking homework, guys. I'm sick of you ass clowns telling me every impersonation I do sounds like Bill Cosby. Suck my dick. (laughs) Which I was thinking for your Bill Reed there. Suck my dick. My Bill Reed does not sound like Bill Cosby at all. Are you similar in name only? Are you saying you're practicing your craft and trying to improve yourself? That's right. I am. (laughs) Holy. What what, what has changed? Huh? What has changed? I, I, I bought a new DVD set. <laughs> but I was. I was studying uh, some of his uh, speech patterns. It's not what you kinds, what kind of games you play. It's how long you play them, according to a new research from Oxford University. The study found that children in the UK who play video games for more than three hours a day are more likely to be hyper- hyperactive and get involved in fights than those who don't play games oh at all or for less than three hours a day. Oh my God. Researchers also revealed that they could find no link between playing violent video games and real-life aggression. Further researchers said that the violent games do not appear to have any kind of impact on child's academic performance. Quote, we can see links between some types of games and children behavior as well as time spent playing noted lead author Dandy, uh, Dr. Andy, I'm not pronouncing that name, from Oxford University's Institute. However, we cannot say that gameplay causes good or bad behavior. No yeah. shit, right. so shut up! We also know that <laughs> risks attached to game playing are small, a range for other factors in a child's life will influence their behavior more, as this research suggested, that playing electronic games may be significantly significant, but a minor factor in how children progress academically or in their emotional well-being. Right, like, like carpal thumb, that's a risk. How many studies are we going to have to have until people realize that it does not affect the violent behavior researchers also noted those children who played a game cooperatively with other children or had that had competitive elements had quote significantly fewer emotional problems or problems with their peers unquote so that's the latest study in video game behaviors oh my god and it goes did anybody play the uh, google one today google pac-man yeah yes i played in my own neighborhood yeah me too it's it's yeah it's uh, they're doing it at least through april 1st so, yeah, you can go into Google Maps or just jump on that. and yeah, you can play Pac-Man in your neighborhood. You can do it on your phone or you can do it on your uh, your desktop. Does somebody archive those laptop. games? Those are some of those games are having their fun. Yeah, I hope someone does. Yeah, but that this is one of the best ones because yeah, it just this, this one kind of blows your mind. Dots. Yeah, Bandai Namco took the wraps off a new initiative aimed at Japanese developers that will give them free access to some of its most beloved and classic IPs. According to a document from Bandai Namco, it will take it will make 17 IPs available next month to Japanese developers as part of an open project. Uh, Bandai Namco will keep the keep tabs on those developers signing up for the program through a developer review process, but will take a hands-off approach to what the developers do with the IP. So the free IP being offered by Namco includes Pac-Man Galaxian, Xevious, Mappy, Galaga, Dig Dug, The Tower of Druga, Battle City, Starluster, Tower of Babel, Adventure of Valkyrie, Sky Kid, Dragon Buster, Shadowland, uh, Genpi, Tomaden, Wonder Momo, and Wagonland. So, Many of those I don't know, but Mappy actually made me go, ooh, Mappy. I'd like to put some Mappy. So if, if <laughs> you're a Japanese developer, <laughs> I guess that's what it takes. The IP is available without cost. <laughs> Develops that, your heart's content. That's 
that's great. That's a really great sign. That that's again video games leading the way, man. Because that's what it's going to take. They got to stop all this worrying about people infringing on copyright stuff, and they got to let creative people be creative. As much as I despise that blurred lines thing, that was a terrible decision. That was a really bad ruling for just yeah. creative stuff in general. Yeah, really bad, really really bad. It's nowhere near as direct as uh, George Harrison and uh, He's So Fine and My Sweet Lord. Right. They're the same song. Right. It's funny, man, but whatever. And back in 2013, Lionsgate was considering a theme park based on Hunger Games movies. Now, yeah. it seems the stu- the f- <laughs> now it seems the studio has found its home. Deadline reports there will be a Hunger Games zone at Motiongate, Dubai. A Hollywood oh, themed, in Dubai. themed park that will open its doors in 2016. The area will feature rides and a retail facility based on the popular films, but still no word exactly what that will mean. The Hunger Games is about a series of government-sponsored battles that pit children against each other in a battle to the death. The Hunger Games is about somebody stealing the ideas of Battle Royale. <laughs> yes. Yawn. Uh, Lionsgate is also planning a light stay show based on Step Up. As if that Boo, means. fuck ass. So, but even I'm so, just trying to figure out the theme park. We need more children to kill. They, well, Dubai. But they can't do the districts because that is just gray wash. Yeah. So it's, it wouldn't be fun. I don't know. I mean, I... Obviously, people there's what's Hunger fun. Ga- Hunger Game fans will go. People love it. What would be fun about being in the Hunger Games? I just can't figure out what kind of rides there would be. They, like it, being in the de- life-threatening game is the only release. Like the regular life is terrible. Yeah. So like it's not even whatever dumb. I, just I, build giant dragons and shit. Remember, Disney <laughs> di- Disney made a happy Johnny musical dragons. about no- Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, you know. <laughs> and we are coming time-wise to the end of this episode. So, Jake, Brandon, Fats, I know you got questions for Mumra. We're going to postpone them till next week. If you've got questions for oh, Mumra, by all means, send them our way, either through the Twitter feed or comments at UglyCouchShow.com. You can also just send us any comments you have about the show. We'd be glad to hear them, answer your nerd questions. Oh we love boy, that stuff. You won't believe what's coming next week. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. I'm Stan Lee. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Fact check Andy. Football we And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. I enjoy the Mumra segments, but I can still smell them this weekend. <laughs> well, the door, it doesn't have a seal. No, I can smell them in my clothes at home when I got home. Oh, I got you. Yeah, Would I you like you. to borrow some Tupperware from me? <laughs> I have an extensive collection. I don't Stan Lee's Tupperware. Fresh as a daisy. <laughs> That's how I stay alive. I sleep in a Tupperware. Where do you get full-size Stanley Tupperware? I have it special custom made. It's like it's Iron Man made suit? just exactly yeah, like okay. my He's shape. Stan Lee. He can get anything. Imagine having a Tupperware party inside Tupperware. <laughs> I can get anything but a four-minute erection. <laughs> 